can smell it right around the corner, Brennan. Hello, welcome to Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host, Headphone Joe, and I'm here with my smiling co-host, as always. What's up, everybody? Brennan Tassif coming to you live from New York City. Live from New York City in his corner office, corner suite. I like the setup here. Thank um, you. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys know, but it's time for the big game. The big game is taking place this week. Um, I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, I'm not gonna. I, I was gonna say something. But I was like, I don't like that phrase anymore. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna beat around the bush here. We're gonna get right to it. Uh, we're gonna get live and in effect very soon. A lot of big things happening in the sports world outside of that as well. Um, LeBron breaking the scoring record, Kyrie getting traded. What LeBron uh, broke the record? WNBA offseason, Fulham, Wrexham. There's a lot going on. So let's get right to all of it. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. Brennan. Yes. Do we want to start with the game or do we want to start with the awards? Let's start with the awards first, yeah, and then we'll get into the let's game. Let's end the regular season for good. All yeah. right. I'm going to start from bottom to the top here. I will throw them out to you. You tell throw me who's going to win and why, and then I'll give you who I think is going to win and why. AP Assistant Coach of the Year. We got Ben Johnson, the OC of the Lions. We got D'Amico Ryans, the DC of the Niners. And we got Shane Steinick. Uh, the OC of the Eagles. I don't know if I said his last name correct. I've been guessing all year long. Well, Nick Sirianni has a lot to do with that uh, offense. Um, I mean, this isn't even a question, right? Yeah, like, it's we Demico both are going. With, yeah, it's Demico yeah, Ryan. The defense is insane. Fred Warner is fantastic, and that defense, even, I mean, for a little while, kept that in, kept them in that game with the third string quarterback. I mean, it, I, obviously, it was too much to overcome. Third string but quarterback, they played most yeah. of the year with the third string quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So that defense, D'Amico Ryan's well deserving of the Texans head uh, head job, um, phrasing, uh, and uh, <laughs> definitely the assistant coach of the year, far and away. Alrighty. Well, AP coach of the year, you got Brian Dable of the Giants, you got Sean McDermott of the Bills, Doug Peterson of the Jags. Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers and Nick Sirianni of the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, you got I mean, you know where I'm going. Doug Peterson oh, taking a team from the number one pick to AFC South champions. Uh, I believe in Dougie Fresh. I'm so happy he. we have a legitimate, competent, if not genius head coach to pair with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we just need to get that defense rounded into form and a few more offensive linemen, and we're going to be good to go. I have a feeling I know where you're going. Um, I don't know if you know where I'm going. Uh, I think this belongs to uh, Kyle Shanahan. What? Uh, I love what Nick Sirianni did with this team. Uh, the talent, managing the talent is not easy. But Shanahan having to play with his second-string quarterback, then go play with his third-string quarterback, and go on a 10-game winning streak with his third – well, it's with his second and third string quarterback combined. Yeah. And then uh getting all the way to number two in the division, like that was a stroke of coaching, like him and D'Amico Ryan, like the tandem, uh they were one, two, two best coaches, the two most impressive coaching jobs we saw all season. We felt like the Eagles should have been there. I thought uh, the 49ers would take a step back, making that transition to Trey Lance. Um, 
but then having to go to back to Garoppolo and then having to go to Brock Purdy, an unproven talent that no one had heard of. Um, I, I was I, I was marveled. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's just there's it was it just, I was there's different things that we're looking for. I mean, just in general as people. Yeah. So like, like obviously what Kyle Shanahan did was incredibly impressive. Um, Look, I think, Sean but they McDermott, already had that. I think Sean McDermott's going to get a lot of love because of what he did at the end of that season. Because these yeah. awards are voted on at the end of the regular season with like a game or two. You have the Demar Hamlin situation, how he handled that, and how that team had been playing all year. I think he may end up getting a lot of votes as well. I don't yeah, think there's true. any wrong Recency answer. Bias. Brian Dable took a team that no one expected anything of, made Daniel Jones look halfway decent, halfway competent, and got them to the playoffs. Um, and, I mean, Sirianni again, the Eagles to the number one uh, spot and changing that offense completely to maximize Jalen's talents and, you know, having the number two defense. Um, all these guys are deserving. The thing that felt like the hardest job to me was losing two quarterbacks you thought were going to be your starters and then go out yeah. there with a rookie, unproven commodity, last pick overall in the NFL draft. Yeah, that's yeah. I completely agree with you. That's actually an incredibly difficult thing to do. All right, comeback player of the year, the Brandon Graham comeback player of the year. Brandon Graham should have been nominated for this award, coming back from a torn Achilles uh, and having eleven sacks. But hey, I don't make the rules. So we got Geno Smith, quarterback of the Seahawks. We got Christian McCaffrey, Forty Nine ers running back, um, Carolina and Forty Nine ers running back, and then we got Saquon Barkley. I think I know where you're going with this one. Yeah, it's Geno Smith. Yeah, no we've been saying it all Smith. year. Yeah, we've been talking about this all year. Uh, a lot of these awards we've actually been talking about all year, so they're going to be kind of uh, anticlimactic. But it's Geno. It's 100% Geno. Christian McCaffrey had a great year, but, you know, I don't – as LL Cool J says, don't call it a comeback. Like, you know, he, I don't know. I just – the Geno thing to me embodies what the comeback player of the year is. This dude was – Came from nothing. Came came yeah. off the scrap heap. Yeah, was left for dead. Left super for not. early second round pick, and then he kind of fell apart with the Jets and that whole incident that happened. And I heard um, Damian. It was Damian Woody or um, shit, one of the offensive linemen for the Willie Cologne. I heard Willie Cologne talking about it um, on the Rosillo show because he played for the Jets for a while. Mm. Um, and when he was there, is when Gino was drafted, or maybe it was Damian Woody because they both played for the Jets. But one of them was saying that when Gino got there, he was like coming out to like. Jay Z like blaring on the speakers like he was like the well he was like York. one of Rock Nation's first yeah signings. that's why he did that yeah. yeah and then and then he just never he always had someone breathing down his neck yeah and then the whole thing happens in the locker room and then they get rid of him and everyone thought he was done and we've hashed this out plenty on the show already but it's Geno Smith far and away it's Geno Smith yeah so with that being said let's go right into where it gets a little more interesting for me. Defensive player of the year. You got Sauce Gardner, you got Ada Hutchinson, and you got Tyreek Woodley from the Seahawks. Who do you think? Defensive rookie of the year, not defense, defensive player of the year. I said, I said player, my bad. Rookie of the okay. year. Who do you have for defensive rookie of the year? Uh, as much as it pains me to say this because I wanted to take Aiden so bad, uh, I've got Sauce. Okay. I was like, I think it's Sauce. <laughs> yeah, it's Sauce. Um, uh, Aiden had a great year, but Sauce Gardner was, I mean, he was a rookie all pro. Yeah. At corner that hasn't been done in like many years. I can't remember the last person to do it, but remember one of the last people who was a rookie all pro? No, Alfred Morris. Oh, wow! Oh, wow. running back. Um, where do you go to school? 
University. Go Owls. You know they're ranked in basketball, right? No, I did not know that. Are yeah, they're like, they're killing it in the Sun Belt. No, we're out of the Sun Belt. We're in Conference, Conference USA. USA? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wanted we're to say Conference USA. Belt, but baby. Yeah, Sun Belt. But um, yeah, Sauce Gardner has been playing out of his mind all season. A number one corner, a lockdown guy. Um, and yeah, really awesome. an engine that helped. Uh, that front four really, that front seven really established himself because once you got that help in the help in the secondary, it gives the quarterback less even more time to stand back there and to potentially yeah. get sacked. So you know how I know it's sauce because I had Stephon Diggs in my fantasy league, <laughs> and they played them twice a year, and both times Stephon like would have two or three catches by the second quarter. I'm like, oh, Stephon's gonna toast him, and then he would just get shut down the rest of the game, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Okay, this one I think is a little more interesting. You got so offensive rookie of the year. You got Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, and Garrett Wilson. Who do you have here? Um, so it's uh, it's Garrett Wilson just statistically. Um, but I'm gonna go with Kenneth Walker because his nickname is K9, and he uh, Pete Carroll finally was able Number to nine. have a running back, huh? I always forget why he's called K nine. I'm like he's the third, but then his his number is number nine. nine. Yeah. Um. But then Pete Carroll finally had a running back he could trust enough to run the offense he wanted to, which also helped Geno Smith, which ultimately helped that entire team make it to the playoffs. So I'm going with K nine, even though statistically you you would most people would say Garrett Wilson. That's annoying because I also <laughs> was going to go with Kenneth Walker. Um. I don't think Brock Purdy played enough games regular season wise and Plus was asked to do much. Yeah, uh, you can't have you can't come into a stacked team and be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, well, nice to do much, and so yeah, well, Shanahan won all those games. Garrett Wilson. Ryan. I mean, Garrett Wilson is a good pick, and I, he's probably going to be the leading candidate because look at the quarterback talent he had to deal with in order to get accumulate his statistics. But uh, yeah, Kenneth Walker was just he had he had those plays that made you feel like. Oh, this thing, this is going to be around for a while. He'll break off that 30, 40 yard run. He'll carry a game late down the stretch. He just felt like a such a difference maker. Um, and the engine that helped that team propel itself forward into the playoffs uh, that I felt like, yeah, he was my rookie of the year. All right, Brandon, offensive player of the year. We have Tyreek Hill, we have Jalen Hurts, we have Justin Jefferson, and we have Patrick Mahomes. Who do you have here? I don't know how Tyreek Hill made this list. Tyreek had an amazing year. I do. Yeah, just, I, I mean, I guess just because his quarterback got hurt so often. So I, um, I'm going to go a little different. For this one, actually, no. Um, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, Jeff Justin Jefferson is the offensive. Okay, I was about to say, how can you? I mean, yeah. we know how this is going to work out. The yeah. MVP is going to go to a quarterback, and I know I wanted to flip it. I wanted to. Else. I wanted to make the offensive player of the year uh, quarterback, and then the MVP a non-quarterback. But it's nah, like, oh no, it's not, it's not the happen. only people in the running are quarterbacks. Yeah, and Justin Jefferson, and Justin Jefferson. <laughs> so that's why I feel like he's going to end up getting it here. Um, the only way I can see this breaking another way is say. They give Patrick Mahomes the MVP and say Jalen was the best weapon offensively because of the running and passing option. I could see that happen. Or if they did it vice versa, saying Jalen was more and Patrick was the best offense. Like I guess I could see a world where that happens, but I think the world is actually going to be where we give the MVP to a quarterback and we give the offensive player to a different offensive player. 
Um, so Justin Jefferson there for me as well. Um, the one that kind of pissed me off uh, outside of comeback player of the year. Why are there only three people for player the defensive player of the year, but four people for offensive player of the year? Uh, the three people we got: Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, and Micah Parsons. For defensive player of the year. Don't know how Hassan Reck did get in here with like 16 yeah, and a half sacks in the regular me. season. But, hey, you know, we're in the Super Bowl and that's all that matters. Go ahead. Uh, so if you would have asked me the beginning of the season, halfway through the season, even towards the tail end of the season, Micah Parsons would have been my pick. Um, but once the entire regular season played out and all the dust kind of settled where it settled and actually playing – um, I mean, I know we played against Dallas, but that Chiefs game when we played against the Chiefs in the playoffs had a lot more meaning to it than when we played Dallas or the Chiefs in the regular season. Uh, I, I'm going Chris Jones. It's one of those things where we always we and I don't mean you and I, I mean, the Royal, we we underrate the Kansas City defense every year. And then every year when you they're put in the you playoffs, in that. you kind of do that all, all the time. No, I no, I'm saying I do it all oh. the time. But I didn't want people to think when I said we, I meant you because I know it, you don't it. do that. But it's it's just weird because then when we played them, Patrick Mahomes goes out, and I'm like, all right, here we go, here we go. And Chris Jones is just fucking shit up, man. <laughs> he's just moving people out of the way, and like he's been doing it all year. And I don't think that defense as a whole is like a 49ers defense or an Eagles defense, which save we'll get to that. But I think Chris Jones is very much how Calais Campbell was for that Saxonville season, the mayor, mm. how he was like the lifeblood and the heart of that defense and everyone kind of, you know, thrived off of him. I think that's what Chris Jones does for this Kansas City defense. So I'm going to do a little curveball. I'm going to take Chris Jones, even though that's when funny. you think defense, you don't think Kansas City. I was also going to go Chris Jones. <laughs> Um, too simpatico and all for that. I know it's annoying, uh, but um, I was gonna make a different comparison than uh, Calais Campbell. I was gonna say it sucks. It kind of sucks to be Chris Jones, but it kind of like in a season where the Rams don't have the season that they did, and Aaron Donald gets hurt. He's the second best defensive tackle in the NFL, probably, and yeah. that's no slight to him whatsoever. But Aaron Donald misses the year and. He has like 15 and a half sacks or something from the middle. Which is the hardest place to get him. You can get double teamed on either side. And he is such a force. And he wrecks havoc. And no disrespect to Nick Bosa. Well, yes, 100% disrespect to Nick Bosa. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I realized who the fuck I was talking about. Um, and the whole Bosa family, honestly. Get the fuck out of here. Well, that's the thing. His um, brother, I don't know why he gets all this credit. He's hurt every year. And the way he acted like a petulant child is, in that playoff game. The annoying thing is his brother, Joey, is the is is the one we don't know is racist, whereas Nick we know is racist. Um, yeah, absolutely. Joey just made a stupid decision to try to go hang out in the parking lot before the Eagles game. <laughs> and made an ass of himself. Did um, he really? Oh, you didn't see this video? Oh, no, I what, what are you? I, I thought you were just, you know, insinuating that white defensive ends are racist. No, 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 no. Nick Bosa is right. Like, you can find, uh, like, when he got drafted, people immediately did that thing of going through his, yeah, uh, his Twitter and everything. Twitter and whatnot. And, like, yeah, it follows a lot of right wings people and all that oh, wow. good jazz. Joey is like, for from all accounts, is just like a good dude. Like, there's no suspicion of anything. None of that stuff falls on him. But his mistake was uh, he uh, he was in the parking lot prior to the Eagles 49ers game there to uh, you know support his brother and everything. 
And there was an Eagle fan that came up to him and was recording him. It was like, hey, Joey, why are you not playing this week? Huh? You lost to the Jags. And he's like, well, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. And the guy was like, huh, how was that fine? I was paying that fine. And he's like, I got money. I could pay it. Unlike you. And the Eagles fan, this is the, this is the beauty of Chef Kiss of being the Eagles fan. He just rolled with it. I got money to pay it too, Joey. <laughs> like everything he started saying, he was like, I can do that too. He just, just get it under his skin. God, that's the that's the I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Yeah, I'm exactly. You. Exactly. Um, okay, and Michael so Parsons. Sorry. And Michael Parsons and Nick Bosa. They're surrounded by um commiserate talent to their uh their stature on their defense it's mm-hmm. a little easier when you have great players That's playing alongside uh, you where who's that who's that defensive tackle is it lawrence or is oh yeah lawrence Giants? one of the lawrence there's a dexter lawrence and then there's a demarcus, DeMarcus lawrence. lawrence i don't know yeah. which one's where at this point demarcus plays for the uh, cowboys. cowboys and dexter's and uh the yeah, giants okay yeah um so yeah and Nick Bosa has Greenlaw and every everybody yeah, there. Warner, um, yeah. So yeah, Chris Jones is doing it pretty much with just. Is Frank Clark still there? I think Frank Clark's still there. Ford, D Ford, is he still on that? D team? Ford is not. He got remember he got traded right after that false start. Oh yeah, uh, to San Francisco. It's D Ford still in the league? Is a great question. Oh, that's we'll a great IT question. On that. Um, but yeah, Chris Jones is doing it with pretty much nobody. They got rookie corners and they got LeGarrus Sneed. They got Juan Thornhill and I mean that feels like about it and Frank Clark, who I believe is still on that team. I have no actual confirmation. Um as we get this information from Brennan if D four is still in the league, uh I will then post to him the final of the awards. The most valuable. No, he was uh, released July 27, 2022, 2022 from the 49ers. D Ford was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I was late. Yeah. Um, and Frank Clark. Can we figure out Frank Clark's still in the league? Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, most valuable player. You got Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick LaVon Mahomes II. Brennan, who you got? Uh, this is a no-brainer for me. This is uh, Jalen Hurts. Far and away, it's Jalen Hurts. Um, the team itself, as assembled, is a juggernaut. Patrick Mahomes does more with less. Um, but, but, and this is a huge but, Jalen Hurts was talked about. Frank Clark as, is still on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I just checked it. Uh, Jalen Hurts was talked about as um, a reach when he was taken. He was talked about not being a starting quarterback. When Minshew got there last year, there were talks about maybe Gardner's going to be the better there was quarterback. No talks. There was. There, there were was legitimate zero. talk. There was legitimate mm-hmm. people who have giant platforms who said those people well, should be fired from Jalen. Well, one of them owns <laughs> his entire platform. But they <laughs> well, were saying if Jalen keeps Simmons playing poorly, he <laughs> races Boston piece of shit. <laughs> But you know as well as I do, as an Eagles fan, I know you've always been ride or die with Jalen, but there were, you heard it. <laughs> That's not true. You, I, you heard it from the outside, people being like, I don't know if this guy's the quarterback. And I even said it, Ohio State quarterbacks aren't going to, tra- or Alabama quarterbacks aren't going to translate. Uh, this guy is not going to play well. He's going to run first all the time. And then 
he even said, because I've been watching a lot of these interviews, which always make me tear up, but mm. he said, like, he heard all the noise. He heard everyone saying that he needed to get better at passing. And you know what he fucking did? He went out and got better at throwing the ball. He got more accurate on the run. He got more accurate in the RPO. He got more, His deep ball is something to be admired. Made now, he does have the shoulder injury, but that's, we're talking about regular season. It's Jalen Hurts. It's Jalen Hurts. And I, I don't think it's a huge margin compared to Burrow and... Uh, uh, Mahomes, but I, I think it's Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think you're wrong. I think it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I think Patrick Mahomes. suckle at Patrick we, Mahomes' teat. We are watching we are watching Michael Jordan in the flesh. Oh, my flesh. God. It's a dynasty of one. Let's I, relax. I didn't I didn't say he's winning every championship. I didn't say it was you Tom just Brady. just pulled Michael Jordan out. I say Michael Jordan in the sense that the best player at this time, I'm not saying six championship rings and all that. I didn't say he was the Chicago Bulls. He's not going to get his two. Time. I don't I, look. We'll get to that later. Um, I didn't say he was the Chicago Bulls or on the Chicago Bulls. This is Jordan in '87 before Scotty gets there. He is the best player on the floor on the field. He's done things. The, we what the NFL is over fifty years. The NFL is over a hundred years old. He's throwing the balls in ways we've never seen anyone do ever. That's not what the award is. Though. It's the most valuable to your team. He's playing with yeah, but poor, then we might as well just on, give it to him every hold year. Hold on, he's playing with poorer receivers than anybody else on this list. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Justin uh, uh, Josh Allen. Joe Burrow's got the best receivers exactly. of anybody on this list. Uh, he's playing with worse receivers. He's playing with respectable line, probably comparable with Allen's line. He's playing with – he has a Hall of Fame tight end on his staff. That's about it. Uh, he's playing with marginal running backs. Doesn't have the defense to rely on. And he's doing it week after week after week after week. Chad like, Henning had a 93-yard drive with the same team. 98-yard drive, actually. Um, Thank you. Damn, that's you guys' fault, all right? Um, be a little more disciplined. Don't pick up a couple of those penalties and keep that drive going for them. Oh, Just God, saying. don't I know it. But, uh, no, Patrick Mahomes is... <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the most impressive person I've ever seen throw the ball since Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers I, was that guy prior. And now Patrick Mahomes is taking that and elevating that to another level. And he's doing it with less talent. Let's Because winning the thing is hard enough. He's gotten here three times. Aaron Rodgers only got there once ever in his career. Yeah, that's true. Like... Andy Reid before Patrick Mahomes was a joke. He'll get NFC to the big game and he'll choke. Year. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is the only thing that has legitimized Andy Reid in this time period. Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson, Eric Bieniemy all exist because of Patrick Mahomes going to the Chiefs and completely changing the paradigm of all those careers. The way people thought about them and the reason those guys got, well, the reason two of those white guys got a job and this black guy will never get a job, it looks like. Yeah, why isn't he getting more It's weird. I'm, a, Did, I'm hoping he, the Arizona job is just sitting there waiting for him now because they still haven't filled are that. Are we of the opinion so, that maybe he's declining interviews or would that be reported? I can't. I think that that would have to be because when D'Amico right? 
was declining interviews that was being reported. So, so there's two jobs asking? still open. So I'm assuming he's either getting one of those jobs. That's the only thing I can think. Because they only brought him back for one more year. So after this year, I thought maybe he was going to make a lateral move, go out to the Chargers if he didn't get a head job. But they already gave that to Kellen Moore. So I don't know what happens from here. Um, um, I agree with everything you're saying about Patrick Mahomes. The thing, two things I have a problem with. One, when Jalen Hurts went out, they lost both those games. And okay. one of them was close. But Jalen Hurts obviously was the most valuable piece to that puzzle. And two. Mind you, one of those games that were close the Cowboys game, the only game that was really close, uh, there was a pick six in there. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> but two... Look, I love Jalen... Hold on. I, no I, no I one loves Jalen. Let, let, let you talk. Let okay. me talk. All right. The, thing, the only thing I wanted to say about the Patrick Mahomes thing that's relatively disappointing is... That's what the offensive player of the year is for, for this outstanding offensive achievement. I think the most value... I think the MVP needs to go to someone who... But it's a it's a straw argument because you're right. He did have less things in place. Plus, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't like giving it to the fucking person everyone thinks it's going to go to all the fucking time. How about that? Well, How about the that, funny thing about that, Brennan, in the that? five years where he's been to the AFC Championship, hosted the AFC Championship, all five years, you know how many MVPs he has? He has one because we're doing that thing where we don't want to give it to the obvious person. That's why LeBron <laughs> only has four MVPs when LeBron should probably have ten MVPs. That's why Jordan has five MVPs when he should have... 10 MVPs because we keep getting tired of giving it to the same damn person know, and we should give it, it to him again and Jokic should get another MVP too damn it yeah you're right it's probably it should be Patrick god damn it <laughs> but the thing is Brennan I can give a damn about the MVP and the individual awards because that's not what I'm here for alright it's time the big game Brennan storylines abound uh, we have the first uh, brothers in the Super Bowl. I'm talking Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. And then we have the first brothers in the Super Bowl. I'm talking Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. First brothers to start for quarterback of the two teams in the Super Bowl in the past 50-odd years. You really ride that Patrick years? thing. I, don't, I, I think he's more he's, – he's, he's like – Did like you see his father? Guy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Have you Smoking seen on that burrow pack. All right. Um, and also, of all the uh, black quarterbacks in the league at that time, he was the only one that showed up in that video where they were holding uh, Goodell hostage to say that they did Kaepernick wrong and that Black Lives Matter and all that thing. Dak Prescott didn't show up in that video. Lamar Jackson didn't show up in that video. Um uh, Tyree Ty- Tyrod Taylor didn't show up. Tyrod oh, yeah, Taylor that's that, that's that didn't video that video. Me cry, wasn't it? Huh? That's that video that they did right after the the George Floyd George thing, Floyd right? stuff. Yes, he's the God, only of the black like quarterbacks that showed up in that video. Just, uh, Jalen wasn't in the league yet, or wasn't obviously a prominent quarterback at that time. He's the only one, only quarterback that showed up in that video, and the only black quarterback that showed up in the video. So anybody who's talking on Patrick Mahomes' name, he's light skinned he's mixed, ba da 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 da. That boy thinks he's black. That boy is black. All right, and he he is. His his father well, is black. He's a construct. So, I mean. He walks out in the world, he's going to be considered black. Anyway. No, I 100% agree. You know, I just like to bust your chest. Yeah. This. Now, uh, there's a whole other people argument. Who are it's a whole other argument with McDaniel. All right? I'm not no. buying it. <laughs> Mike, Dan- Mike, Mike, Mike McDaniel? Come on. Come on, man. Come on. The brother Come on, from man. the other. 
Uh, <laughs> Brennan. Uh, Big storyline, Andy Reid, former coach of the Philadelphia Eagles for 14 years, let go almost unceremoniously after the tragic passing of his son. And everyone like thinks two he's gonna, bad seasons. Yeah, and everyone thinks he's going to take a year off, and three days later, signs with the Kansas Crazy, City Chiefs. Crazy, right? I, I never, I, that really, you know, all these years later, that still baffled me that, you know, he's going to take time off. What, Boom, what's new your guys' owner? Yeah, what's your oh. owner's name? Uh, Jeff, J- Jeff Joe Lurie. Lurie. Yeah, he was like, oh, no, he's going to take Moore. a year off. Like we don't have to worry about it. And then literally within three days, resurrected Alex Smith's career, took Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you remember where you were on that draft because you're not a big draft guy. I remember thinking, who the fuck is Patrick Mahomes? No and why did he trade Mahomes. all this stuff to get him? No idea who Patrick Mahomes was at that time. Um, I definitely knew. I was like, why are they? Why is the Bears trading for Mitch Trubisky? Yeah. I know I said that out loud. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. What's your, uh, what's your favorite storyline? We also have the uh, Sirianni was the first year receivers coach who was interviewed by Andy Reid because he was already on the staff but let, let go. Yeah. Uh, in favor of David Cully. Um, my favorite storyline. My favorite storyline is certainly the first time two black starting quarterbacks will face off against each other. Um, historic. It's crazy that we're. 100 years into the league as a whole and 50-odd, 54 years into the Super Bowl era, um, and we're having a first of this kind. I remember growing up seeing Steve McNair make the Super Bowl, uh, Don McNabb, who was the reason I wanted to be a quarterback, um, and it just seemed like something that was difficult to do, to like be taken seriously as a black quarterback, be taken seriously with having you know a mobile type of playing style, Um and now that's like expected. Uh, as as uh, Bomani Jones and Dominique Fosworth put it a week ago, now the white guys have to play like the black quarterbacks. You got Joe Burrow who can move. You got Josh Allen who can move. Like you can't survive in this league the way they've uh, the way the game has changed. And having those linebackers who are as fast as running backs who can get to the quarterback in three seconds or less. Um, yeah, everybody it, has to. League adapt. ebbs and flows. Do you think it ever? Swings back. I think he can't go back. Six I think foot five, two hundred. What I think will go back, and what I think the Eagles are showing. I mean, the Eagles have shown the last uh, two times they've made the Super Bowl. Now is running is the thing you can exploit when you have those fast mm-hmm. pass rushers yeah. on the side. If they get past, you mean not running as a quarterback. Be, you mean just the run game in the general. run game in general. If you're undisciplined in your gaps and you run past where you, it opens that second level a lot. Yeah, you sooner. have to maintain gap integrity. Yeah. So as um, we say, and then that will then force, you know, the more solid, the more stout linebackers instead of these fast, wiry, twitch guys. Yeah, because um, then they're going to get run over by guys like Miles exactly. Sanders. Um, I so, think the most interesting storyline is Andy Reid's going to get his brains blown in by his former team. <laughs> Unbelievable. The Eagles, I'm running this all the way up to 14 and a half. This is going to be a bloodbath. The Eagles will take no prisoners. They have the better offensive line to neutralize Chris Jones. Lane Johnson with a torn groin is better than Brown. Um, that pass rush is insane. Also, want to throw this out there. Patrick Mahomes has a broken fucking ankle. I don't care what anybody says. That ankle is destroyed. My Jaguars made sure of that. So he's not going to be able to flush out of the pocket. You're welcome, Philly fans. Philly by 14 and a half. Book it. Run up the lines. Call out the, what do you guys say? Call out the birds. I don't know. Whatever the hell you guys say there in Philly. (laughs) 
This game's over. My lord, uh, my take is not even that hot anymore. I, I have Philly by two scores. Uh, I, Ten plus is what I say. Oh, after all that Patrick Mahomes talk, you got Philly by two scores? Okay, so <laughs> this is the same thing I've been running into people as I've been telling them my prediction. Uh, they say, oh, but you just talked about Mahomes. Like, he's the best thing. Guys. Please tell me you're not telling random guys, people about Mahomes. Guys, well, my brother. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to people in Walmart. Do you know Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second? Um, <laughs> I love this man. Uh, no, I love this man. My thing is, guys. I call him Jordan. I refer to him as Jordan. Jordan didn't win them all. <laughs> I believe he won all the finals. He, he all won all the ones he got to, but he didn't win every year of his career. I was gonna say, Patrick Mahomes don't got a. He got a. He got a Horace Grant. He ain't got a Scotty right now. He got a he got a Dennis Rodman. He ain't got a Tony Kukoc. Well, he actually has a Tony Kukoc. He ain't got a Dennis Rodman right now. <laughs> yeah. So there's it. It takes eleven people. It takes eleven people on each side of the ball and special teams to win it all. I that's why I keep saying I don't care if Patrick like when people are like, oh, Jalen Hurts will win, right? You you think of that right? I'm like, no. Patrick Mahomes has done the most impressive thing I've seen on the football field. But his team is not the most impressive team I've seen. I think the Eagles are the more complete team, similar to 2018 when we ended up beating the Patriots. They were the most complete team. All levels of the defense are undeniably great. All phases of the offense, the run game, the passing game, is undeniably great. The only thing the Chiefs have is that you can say edges us out is Patrick Mahomes. And as yeah. we saw in 2020, that 2020-2021 Super Bowl, one man cannot beat a team. No, this is a blood this is going to be a bloodbath. This is going to be over by the first half. Book it. Eagles win the first half. Eagles win the game. Run it up to 14 and a half points. Go. But did you have like a futures on this? So you you've been like sitting on this for a while. <laughs> yeah, dude, I put a future on this in September, man. I've been on the Ooh, Eagles band. Do I get like I got like 20% of that, right? Like 20% Vic. I give you 10. I give you 10. 10? Okay. All right. I can live with that. 10% and executive producer credit on the, the one. All right. I, I can live with that. I can live with that. Plus what I'm making on the, the film itself. All right. Yeah. I can dig it. All right. Moving on. All righty. Next. All right. With the Super Bowl predictions behind us, Brennan, a couple of things have happened in the NBA uh, the last week. It's been a crazy week. Um, last night, though, LeBron James breaks the record 38-38-7. Uh, he finally passes that, becomes the first person in 40 years to eclipse Kareem's scoring record to become the NBA's leading scorer. Did you catch it? How do you feel? Do you yeah, have anything to, feel, uh, to say on LeBron? Because I have a bit of a walk-off slash soliloquy here. Um, yeah, so I watched the game. Uh the Lakers lost that game. They ended Oklahoma up losing. City. I called that, by the way. Emotional yeah, letdown did. after stopping. No, no, no. In, in they my stopped group the game chat, for 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, in my group chat, I was like, yeah. By the way, they're losing this game. There's 10 seconds left in the third, and they're going to be emotionally drained. There's no way they come back to win this game. If yeah, there was I any think, in-game betting, <laughs> I would have put so much money uh, on the Thunder. Ridden it, yeah. Um, this is the things I'll say. I, congratulations to LeBron. I still have Michael Jordan as the greatest of all time, but... LeBron can now even make more of an argument, uh, but so just, unnecessary. You know, it's subjective, but I think this is super cool for LeBron. The thing I am uh, 
disappointed with is that at 38, he's still playing at a pretty top tier level. I wouldn't say his apex, but definitely a top tier level. And the Lakers have not put anything around him except Anthony Davis. And they sold the farm for Anthony Davis. And he, I don't know if it was just last night, but he looked like a shell of himself. Yeah, It was a bad game last night for him. For sure. Yeah. Russ wants nothing to do with LeBron because of everything. Cause if they were to trade for Kyrie, they would have had to get rid of Russ and LeBron was pissed. They didn't get Kyrie. So I'm sure Russ feels some sort of way about that. Cause Russ feels some sort of way about everything. So the team around him is not, built to win but then they're refusing to trade the 27 and 29 first round picks that they have when all these guys are going to be gone because they don't want to you know they don't want to mortgage even more of the 2020 so i don't know i'm super happy for lebron it's a great accomplishment he's one of the greatest people to ever touch a basketball in the history of humankind but i just feel bad he's going out like this like you know he's probably got five years left and if they don't do something soon, this team's gonna this team's gonna not even make the play in. Okay, um, one I don't see why you had to throw a, a, a MJ shot in there unnecessarily. We're talking about don't, but just because we're talking about one of the guys, don't mean we have to bring up the other guy. Um, but I wanted what I wanted to say in seeing LeBron break this record. Um, me and my buddy, who we played ba- on the same basketball team together in high school. And we immediately got to Texas once he broke this record. And we just wanted, we wanted to, and I on the show want to just appreciate LeBron James because I love the sport of basketball. I hope wrote a whole walk off on it prior. I never got to see Kareem play. I got to see the very tail end of Michael. I've been able to see, Wizard. and I got to see all of Kobe. Um, not even all of Kobe. I got to see uh, a good portion of Kobe, but I've been able to see all of LeBron James's career, and the amount, the weight put on this 15, 16 year old kid's shoulder for him to have effectively a squeaky clean record as just a human being, and then be one of the most talented NBA players ever to grace the court, don a jersey, walk into an arena. He's top five in re- in assists. He'll eventually probably be top 10 in re. I think he's already top 10 in rebounds. And then he's to 12th be right now. 12th, okay. And then to be number one points all time. I mean, yes, we can say Michael Jordan. I I don't think Michael Jordan is the best player. I think Michael Jordan was the most ruthless, cutthroat winner, champion. Yeah, I'd agree guy. with that. I would take five LeBrons over five Michaels any day of the week. Uh, Bill Russell is the most decorated player. Kareem is one of the Kareem and Will are the two most dominant bigs, and with uh, those Shaq in there as well. Kobe, heart of a champion, will will. Will murder you Ruthless, in order to yeah. win. Uh, LeBron James is just such a complete player, and has been doing it for so. This is his twentieth season, and he's still putting up statistics like it's like he's in year five. He's still yeah. putting logging minutes like it's year five. Like, I just I was just in awe and just like. 
he he got into the league in 2003, right around the time I was a child and started really like focusing on the NBA because I really liked basketball. And he's been just a consummate professional. He's a winner at all levels. Um, and let's not forget to log in all the minutes he's played, like Olympic minutes, playoff minutes. Number one in every playoff category, if I'm not mistaken. Like 10 straight finals. Yeah, finals appeared in, uh, games played, <laughs> minutes played. Like He's number one in all those categories. It's 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 just beyond me that people, in this moment, people like go back to the comparison of Michael like you just did. Um, Force a habit, man. I just think this guy doing. is a talent and should just be appreciated and lauded for everything that he's been able to do on the floor. And um, can I say one thing? Humanitarian, he's been off the floor. He's not right. I don't agree with him on everything, but nine times out of ten, he's usually on the right side of things. I so. think um, the media has, uh, excluding us, because we're sterling in our reputation, but the media does have this track record. Uh, I know Skip did it for a long time. Bayless, who has disappeared into the ether, thank God, but this like just trashing LeBron to trash LeBron because you know most people hate a winner because they could never be one. The more I was watching on it and everything, the more I realized just as a person, as an athlete, he's one of the only people. And you could take this from sports. You could take this just in general, child actors. You could take it from you know child musicians, anywhere. He was a child prodigy. And for him, I heard Simmons talking about this earlier, and then you just touched on it as well. For him to have all that pressure put on him and... I don't know what happens behind the scenes, but I I'm in enough circles and know enough people where if I, you know, like, you know, things people talk about stuff and things spill out. And, you know, I know a few professional athletes and I know some girls when I was living in South Florida that knew a lot of the players pretty well, if you know what I'm saying. So mm. um, but never once a word about LeBron, never once a thing about it. And. You know, you could throw out the words like nerd or like kind of a dork about it kind of a thing. And like he really played that up in that movie Trainwreck where he was kind of like a, a nerd in it. And it was <laughs> hilarious. But this is one of the only athletes in my lifetime. And this might be recency bias. But the more I think about it that I was, like you said, alive to see. Like I was alive during Jordan's runs. But like I don't remember a lot of that. Yeah. But like with LeBron, you know, this is one of the only guys that I was around where I was like, oh, this dude's a good dude like just genuinely i was about to say and two things on that one the part of that hating on lebron was also in order to protect and preserve like people's youth like no i saw jordan you don't understand blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. so i can understand like some of that the the skip bayless degree of it is obviously the extreme but the difference between lebron and all these other people and I know you're going to scoff at this, but I think the only other person to have similar expectations once entering their professional career and to deliver, if not exceed, I think LeBron has exceeded all expectations, obviously. Uh, Another person who I believe has delivered, Bryce Harper. Hold on. Stay with me. Bryce Harper comes into MLB alongside Mike Trout. Mike Trout and him are the two best guys. Mike Trout hasn't been out of the first round of the dang playoffs. 
Bryce Harper has two MVPs, has made to a World Series, won a home run championship in the place that he played. He has done more. He, he won a World Series, didn't he? With he did not win. He, he left the team right before that. Uh, okay, he okay, has okay. delivered on more promise as far as impact than Mike Trout has because Mike Trout, yes, he's a great player. He's going to go down as one of the most unbelievable, unreal people. He cannot get past that first round. And yes, it's not a one-man game, but I'm going to hold that against him. Sorry. Um, but look, well, the other thing I was going to say, hold on, the other thing I was going to say, that hate on LeBron, I kind of fell into that once he went to Miami. Yeah, I laughed too. when he lost to the Mavericks. But you know what changed? And I think I've said it on here before. What changed for me was when he wins that first championship against the Thunder. And the joy that brought to him, it was like the Grinch. My heart grew 10 times larger. I was like, I... Just wanted a man to fail because I wanted him to fail. Like, that's dumb. Makes you feel like shit. Yeah, I, I was like, way. that's stupid. I, in that moment, I was like, I'm happy for him. And that just, like, that changed my entire outlook on sports in general. Like, I kind of want everybody to do good because at the end of the day, all these guys are trying to just deliver on their dreams. And why would you hope somebody doesn't uh, accomplish something that they've been trying to do for half of their life, if not all of their life. Yeah, I think the uh, Bryce Harper is just apples to oranges because, I mean, you even said it when you were talking about it. Like, LeBron has exceeded, yeah. far exceeded LeBron far exceeded it. And Bryce is kind of... But I think for all the hype... I think for all the hype Bryce got, he is... He was on the what, cover of Sports Illustrated at like 17, at like 16. Bryce Harper. Yeah, uh, yeah. He is what he was supposed to be, though. Yeah, he is what we thought he would. Yeah. To quote the late great Romeo Cornell, um, wait, no, who said that? We are who we thought Cornell. we were. It was uh, Dennis. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, yeah. Um, Romeo Cornell saying that is wild. <laughs> I literally said Romeo Cornell, and then in my head I pictured Romeo Cornell, and I go, "That's it." Not just who said didn't that. register in my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I completely agree. Uh, we've talked about LeBron enough, but this is fantastic. I'm so happy for him and happy for his family. Um, I just, again, I, I just selfishly, I'd like his story to end kind of how it began, you know, where he, and I think it's going to end up doing that where he comes into the Cavs team that has not a lot of hope and he fucking drags them by the skin of their teeth That's not to the playoffs. Happen. The way the story ends, it's going to be more. Uh, you don't think he's going to have to do that with the Lakers? Drag no, him it's going to be more Ken Griffey Sr. He's going to be oh, yeah. on the bench with his son. Uh, and they're both not going to be playing because his son's not going to be getting PT. And he's going to be, his knees are going to be shot. Do you shot. think he turns into a, an Alonzo Mourning situation where he's just on the Lakers for the next 10 years? Uh, <laughs> uh, you never know. I, I, I mean, he's there for at least another, I believe, two years. Yeah, so. but how cool would that be if in like six years? Nah, I can't like see Like just him randomly, that that he just nah. comes in and scores 20 off the bench. I can't see Give him, him a spark. Hey, he, Michael he, Jordan, when he goes to Charlotte Bob, uh, Hornets practice, they, he still runs the table on some mm -hmm. of those dudes. It's 62. Okay, we got to move on. Yeah, we uh, Kyrie asked for a trade on Friday after we recorded. Got traded on Sunday before we recorded. He's a Dallas Maverick. Brennan, how do you feel like this is going to help that team? Uh, we talked about, I think we touched on this, but 
the one team I was very convinced he could not go to as a panic move was the Dallas Mavericks because Luka keeps getting these weird injuries. And I was like, don't send him there. They're going to panic. And they panicked and they traded for him. Kyrie as a basketball player is a wizard with the ball. He is fantastic. I take nothing away from him as a basketball player. As a teammate, he's a toxic cancer to a locker room. And I think he will destroy this team from the inside out. Because it has to be about Kyrie, and he's going to make it about Kyrie. But, and this is a big but, if Kyrie doesn't want to resign, or if he just tanks this whole season, they can still sign and trade him and get some of those pieces back that they lost in getting him in the first place. So that is a silver lining. I didn't even think about the sign and trade option. Um, like you said, basketball, Kyrie, phenomenal guy. Super um, awesome. Off the court, misguided. I don't want to say misunderstood because every time he says something, we kind of understand what he's saying. Yeah, we I get think, what he's saying. <laughs> I think misguided, not really understanding like how to navigate speaking to the media or fully flushing out his ideas and trying to articulate what um, what he's trying to say. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there because I don't think he's malicious or a bad person whatsoever. It's um, like when a comic tells a joke that nobody in the room gets and they're like, come on, you get it, right? And yeah, exactly. Like, no, um, not really. But I just the, for him to be as effective on the court, it will take away from Luca, and from Luca to be as effective on the court, it's going to take away from Kyrie. I don't know how these two mesh well basketball wise. I'd have to see it. But this was a poor defensive team to begin with. I believe last in the league, and they gave up their best wing defender in order to make this trade. So yeah. I don't see how you're going to get yeah. better defensively when you got rid of your best defensive player. Finney Smith and uh, who's the... Um, Dinwiddie. And Dinwiddie are two... They're good players. Like, they're not, like, throw on a new... Like, throw on a free set of tires kind of guys. Like, they're good players. The one thing I do want to say is uh, the Dallas Mavericks are number one in offense in the entire NBA when Luka is on the floor. Do you know what they are when Luka's off the dead floor? Dead last. 30th. Dead last. Yes, sir. Yeah, so... That is that. Uh, we're There's only one basketball, this. though. Huh? There's only one basketball, though. I mean, Kyrie did it with LeBron in 16. That's what everyone keeps bringing up, but that was seven years ago. So. I was say, I think the more apt one is he did it with uh, James Hart. He let James run the point, and he played off ball. And it worked while they were on the court, but they weren't on the court that often. Didn't <laughs> they only play the eight issue. games together? Uh, all three of them together, I believe, only played okay. something like eight games or something odd like That's that. That's nuts. Him and KD in four years, mind you, one of those years KD games. missed the whole season. 74 games. Like. In four years. Crazy. You'd be surprised how quick. Quick! Neyman hits quick hit. All right, Brennan, you can't hear that because I don't have original sound on right now. But who do you think were the better DC hires? Steven Wilkes for San Francisco or Brian Flores in Minnesota? Uh, just as far as the pieces that they already have in place, I'm going to go with Wilkes in San Francisco. Bingo. Yeah. He turned that team around in Carolina. They have the better defense already. Um, as far as personnel, uh, so he has less work to do. Flores is a great defensive mind. Uh, nobody doubts that. And Flores is definitely more of a coordinator than a head coach, which I think he's established with his own track record. Um, and he's a fantastic defensive coordinator, but Wilkes just has more weapons going into it. Yes. The weapons are already there in, uh, it's the situation is already better for him to move forward. At WNBA offseason, right after we finished recording last week, news broke that uh, Brianna Stewart was indeed going to My New York Liberty. New York Liberty 
And along with that, Courtney Van- Courtney Vandersloop uh, is also going to the Liberty, giving the Liberty a staff of her, uh, Courtney Vandersloop, Sabrina Inescu, uh, J- John Quell Jones, Benaja Laney, and Brianna Stewart. That is There's a three MVPs, three former MVPs in there. Uh, three. Brianna, I believe Brianna has two. So yeah, two for her and one for John Quell. And then um, in that same time, after adding Candace Parker, the Aces also added uh, Alicia Clark. Um, Are my Dallas Wings doing anything? Dallas Clark, they've re-signed a couple people. Um, they did not re-sign Isabel Harris. She's gone <sighs> to Chicago now, along with Courtney Williams. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to think of any other. I had a WNBA player come into uh, Easter Bus the other night. Oh, really? Who? Yeah. Do you know who? I can't remember the name. Uh, we're going to have to figure that out after this. All right. Next, NHL, Brennan. I don't know if you know, but my Panthers put it on you guys the other night with a 7-1 victory. I saw that. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. The only good thing we've done. Uh, we had not a lot happen over the last week. We had the all-star break. Um, I believe Matthew Kachuk uh, ended up winning like best MVP in like the uh, round robin they play now. Um, and last night was the f- the first day back to gameplay. So the Panthers still not in good positioning. Still about two, three games out of uh, well, four or five points out of final position. So yeah, it looks like t- Tampa Bay sitting at the five spot. Brennan, yeah, the FA Cup is going on. Did you see Wrexham yesterday? No. How did they do? They got bounced. Uh, it was a 1-1 game. Super Paul Mullen uh, was doing well, but he was, uh, it looked like he was nursing an injury, and Phil Parkinson decided to pull him because we still have the rest of the year. They still year. got Parky coaching, huh? Still, they got, still got Parky, Parky as the manager. Yeah. Um, they decided to pull him uh, probably about 80th minute, and then in the bonus time, um, the stoppage time, like the 92nd, 93rd minute, Sheffield United was able to get the second and their third goal, making it a 3-1 game. It was tied up until that point. The um, FA Cup is? It's just a domestic league cup. All the teams okay. uh, are able to get it. Uh, all the teams are able to compete for it. Um, all the so, teams in England? All the teams in England, yeah. Top okay. to bottom. So, but... Wrexham had to be doing pretty well to get into. They the were doing right? really well. Yeah, they made okay. it to all the way to the fourth round and played a replay in the fourth round. Okay, so in the table right now, Wrexham is two in their what is it? The second national in league, the whatever. fifth division. Yeah, they've won their last five. They're going up for sure. Yeah, they're going up, and they probably have a couple games in hand uh, with Knotts County because of the AFA Cup run. So they yeah, probably they played, played two less games, games than yeah. Knotts. So yeah, that sounds about right. And Fulham played on what day was that? No, Fulham played today and won. Fulham played today and won. Beat uh, three two. Beat Sunderland, Sutherland. beat Sunderland to move on to the fifth round of the FA Cup. But uh, we played Chelsea on Friday. How many uh, rounds are in the FA Cup? How many teams play in that? It's like the NCAA the, tournament. Fucking man. deep dive on that. <laughs> it's like the NCAA tournament. Like, like a hundred teams are in it technically. Like hundred twenty-eight teams, and then it gets pared down, pared down, pared down. Um, but yeah, beat Chelsea. Uh, didn't beat Chelsea. Felt like a win, but uh, tied with Chelsea, we were able to get 
So for the season record on with Chelsea, we were able to get four out of six points, and they were only able to get one out of six points. So a season domination uh, from Fulham over Chelsea. Um, and I believe we're about seven or eighth in the table right now, which is a really good position for right where we want to be going into a, a tough February, but then a pretty light March and April um, and going to lead for a good May. And yeah, we're, we're definitely staying up. There's no doubt in my mind at this point that we are. Yeah, staying we, up. we have. Yeah. So. Do you know what Sunderland's stadium is called? Uh. Don't remember, no. The Stadium of Light. Fuck off. Oh, yeah, it is. That's a great Fuck name. Fuck off. Great name. I did That's see that. Name. It's a great name. <laughs> Arsenal has played two less games than almost every other team and is destroying everybody in points. Yeah, They're up crazy. by five points. That's crazy. All right, Brennan, let's yeah. go to the press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. <laughs> Brennan, get what about you? Uh, you can all find me at BrennanTComedy.com, at BrennanTComedy on all social media. Um, I have a new podcast out now. It is called The Power of How. It is a, it's a positivity podcast um, all about uh, trying to stay positive in this this crazy world we live in nowadays. Um, check that out wherever you get your podcast. Then I also have a, a my podcast. Brennan Tessif is your ex-drinking buddy. You can just uh, look up ex-drinking buddy wherever you get your podcast and check that out. I have a guest on and they talk about their best and worst drinking, drug, party, and or getting in trouble stories. So check that out. Joe, how what about What episode you? do I get bashed in? Oh, for the power of how? Yeah. I can't remember. We no, recorded like I can't even remember. Jesus. Well, I'll let you know before so it comes insignificant out. Insignificant out here. We banked um, like no, we banked ten episodes, dude. <laughs> I don't know when we're putting them out. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorby. You can find me. You can find this show Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. That is at Cheering Press on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget to check out anewlo.co uh, for all the other shows on the network. Who does a pod? A very interesting episode. If you go back and listen to it. Um, and a new load, the big show, as well as Misbehavior Journal Club, our research and brain development show, because we are scientific in nature, which none of us are. We, we, we've outsourced that show. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's it. I, I need, a, all right. I need brain food. I haven't eaten like all day, Brent. So get me out of here. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. LeBron James, man. Fucking LeBron James. LeBron James. I'm out. <laughs>